Okay, I think because one of these times we went live and I God, screwed it all up off the start. I feel that. Did I do it right? I think we are live. Yeah, I don't have any fancy intro neither. We just get <laughs> we just get straight into it. Well, because it's like it's, it's always there. We go. We we are good. What's up, everybody? Um, well, it's it's because like we've we've never had a conversation before and we just literally started off like we started the podcast practically off stream talking about like yeah. you know what i mean um seriously for, first and foremost what's up dude like how crazy it, is life it's been really crazy i don't know if you saw 100 thieves announced like five different things in the past hour so i've been kind of scrambling right before this stream you know i almost <laughs> like use that seo from that because it, it was like the future of 100 thieves and i almost titled the stream the future of 100 thieves graphic design but i was like ah, i don't want to be i don't want to be that clickbaity so whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah it's been crazy man you, you guys you and uh just the whole org is just killing it right now oh yeah i mean looking at what we've accomplished last year and what we're planning for this year it's pretty insane getting that kind of insight behind the scenes so because dude help me out with this it was for me like you and 100 thieves just happened like so fast i didn't even i didn't even know that was like something that was like a potential i didn't even know like you were really messing around with orgs that much like how did it mm -hmm. how did it even happen i mean it basically happened kind of like you said so seriously within the span of like two days um, I was already signing my contract with them. I'd never met Sesso before. Um, but basically the whole way that it went down was Sesso was in need of a graphic designer. He was like hard carrying 100 Thieves yeah. in the design department by himself. And he tweeted something out like, send portfolios, you know. He said he tried not to make it obvious, but I think to everybody when he tweeted that out, it was like pretty obvious that he's looking to hire oh, someone. Yeah. <laughs> he's like just send portfolios for no reason just you know just, just want to check out. them out yeah exactly so my friend john from paper crowns he actually sent my website over and was like hey you need to check this guy out and literally that same night sesso was in my dms we'd never spoken to each other before he was like hey do you want to call tomorrow i said sure and then he was like scratch that do you want to just call right now it was like one in the morning i think so or awesome. something like that and we just had a really nice back and forth for, you know, maybe half hour or so. And he was like, all right, I'm ready. I'm going to get your contract out um, within one or two days. And it, that, it literally was like that lightning fast. Dude, that's, that's, but I mean, that's how the industry right now has to kind of work. Like, as you, as you know, like you, what you guys were just talking about, all these announcements and stuff today, like I'm sure on the back mm -hmm. end, as you know, like. I, I'm sure you had things planned, but a lot of this is probably still even just like go, 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 go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's always, it's like a, a 365 day sprint. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, it's just, it, it, everything is growing at such a, a rapid, fresh pace right now within, you mm -hmm. know, esports and everything. Yeah. Seriously. Which is exciting. But, I mean, I, that's what's super exciting to me because I've kind of like worked with, I mean, I've been in esports for like around a decade now, mm -hmm. um, and pretty much my experience in every other aspect with these organizations was things were so slow. So like before 100 Thieves, I was in Obey, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of like, you know, old school team. But um, yeah. I think 
in the three years that I was in Obey, I think I did like five projects total, you know, like it, it was just ne like nothing really ever happened um, that I was needed for. So it's really nice having like a calendar where there's something every single day that needs to get done. Right. Well, I think that's like I think that's like a huge thing that 100 Thieves and um, Faze and a lot of orgs are are starting to do is like just the pace of things like it, it's it's we're kind of moving out of that world of like long-term planning and like a, a very far away announcement. Mm -hmm. Hey, in a few months we're going to be focusing on, and it's more of like, Hey, this is, this is the move that's being made right now. So it's like, yeah. I, I mean, you mentioned that you were in obey before. And yeah, I remember a lot of those teams just back in the day, a lot of things was just like, Hey, we're going to start doing these things and we're going to look forward to doing this stuff. And, and mm -hmm. just now like, yeah, hundred thieves is always just like, Every other week, every month, there's just like a new like, we're doing it. We're changing the routine of things. This is how this is how it's gonna be now. Yeah, seriously, and it's it's really cool to see it, um, like with my own eyes and like actually working. It, what's cool, I think, especially is that there are those. Everything seems like it's going really uh, quickly, but we also have stuff long term. Like we have stuff you know, that we'll plan out a year in advance and work our way towards. But like, while that's happening, we have, you know, this thing, this thing, this thing going on to just fill up those spaces. Right. Right. 100%. Yeah. But, well, I mean, yeah. that's, that's something that's just like, that's, that's the mastermind behind, you know, Nade and, and, uh, well, I mean the, your guys' whole team, but you know, I, I look at, you know, the industry as a whole, it's like, you got hex, you got Nade mm -hmm. and those two, like, they really get it. They they really understand like what's next, what's big, what will help drive mm -hmm. eyes to gaming, what will help drive eyes to the actual support of the team in itself. You know, because as, as I'm sure you're aware, obviously, well, I mean, you could even mm -hmm. educate us more on it. The the like the 2020 everything with esports just got like kind of slapped slow down correct and, and everything was mm -hmm. mostly like hey we got to get content flowing for a lot of orgs oh yeah yeah i mean even for us like the whole year was a struggle you know but um i i think what made it nice is looking into 2021 like we were so ambitious with like once we get these kind of chains that are holding us back let loose it's gonna get really crazy Dude, you know i'm so i i so 2021 or 2020 for me was supposed to be, I signed a couple contracts on the backside and mm -hmm. it was supposed to be uh, my year of like travel. I was supposed to do a lot of like going places and collaborating with, with uh, a company. And mm -hmm. uh, obviously it, like that slowed down. So <clears throat> that's, you know, that's exactly how I've been trying to balance my side. It's just like getting ready. Cause like things got to open eventually. Right. Yeah. You, you know, life, probably i mean it'll probably never get back to complete normal what we used to call normal but it, mm -hmm. it should get back to like events like people being around people without like oh my god you know what i mean like hopefully at least yeah I, I hope yeah and i think even for like the case of esports things what's nice is that things slowed down but things never really stopped yes so like i know a lot of businesses they're just like completely they have nothing to work with you know um but most of us that are working in this industry like we still have jobs yeah. we're still getting paid you know like we're not waiting for anything yeah um so that in itself is just like a huge like, which i think super shows grateful for that that shows like a huge power 
behind it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Even my parents talk about how like seriously, I guess they're, they're a lot more interested in esports now because they've been looking at it and they're like, you know, it doesn't really look like the pandemic really even impacted it that no. much, Yeah, you know? So it's, I think people are starting to recognize that and it's really cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it says, it says a lot when not only can you like survive through something that is such like a challenge to humanity, but then, but then mm -hmm. they're like blatantly thrive through it. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? I, I think a lot of industries are going to take note of that too. And maybe like find ways how our industry is able to do everything so successfully online. Um, I feel like we're going to see kind of the trends of esports integrated in a lot of other businesses, which will be interesting, right? Right, yeah. And and I expect I expect you to be on like the forefront of making some YouTube tutorials on how that can Ooh. impact graphic design, right? Ooh, I would love to. I mean, I've already got a bunch of stuff planned. Sesso gets on my ass every single day about you need to upload more. Yes. Um, Cause I, I have like, if you go to my, like, I guess my notepad, I have like 20 video ideas and I'm like, Dude. I know what I need to do, but I just need to get these that, out. That's my current state. That's why I, I, I like, I don't know how good I'm going to do it, but that's why I was like, dude, I'm just going to go to daily. Like I need to mm -hmm. force myself. I, I have like a big giant notepad on my phone, which just so many video ideas and mm -hmm. I'm just sitting on them. Cause I'm like, oh, I'm uh, uh, uploading weekly and stuff, but. That's that's funny that you say that because Sesso, he was one of those people that like when it comes to YouTube mm -hmm. a while ago, I'm like, dude, what am like this guy is just doing one video a week at the time and he's he's just like consistency. Like that's the key aspect is just the consistency. And that just motivated the hell out of me to just like just stay mm -hmm. consistent on the damn thing. But yeah, dude, your guys is like your especially yours. Your type of work right now on YouTube is like it, within the content realm is like so untapped right now, which is like that's the, a, that's how I feel. The, yeah, yeah, the professionalism behind esport design is so untouched right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm I'm trying to hop on it. I mean, it, and I'm doing pretty well. Like I think what Sesso does with YouTube, I'm doing pretty well with streaming on twitch because I, I think i've missed like one in the past six months just doing it every single week mm -hmm. um i mean especially at the time i mean i technically have like three jobs you know so yeah. <laughs> so it's been super tough but like um yeah that's pretty much how i feel about like why i wanted to get into this uh right this moment was there's just i think so much opportunity for teaching in esports and graphic design where whereas a lot of people are doing tutorials like how to do this effect how to do this you know like a like a lot of stuff right. what sesto kind of is like at the top for right um i just noticed there's not really people talking about psychology or design principles basically what i learned in school which uh, is kind of like what i tell people on my streams is hey i'm going to give you all a free design education and you won't have to pay anything for it right yeah which, which is essentially like, I mean, you've been around for a while too. That's essentially been like one of the most dividing thing with, because there's so many talented designers in the industry. And that, mm -hmm. that's always just been through the years, even, I mean, myself included. The thing that like really divided our, uh, uh, the talent from professionalism in the industry is like going beyond the idea of just being good within the program in itself. Like, you, you know, like you just said, the psychology behind 
the art, the psychology behind the principle of, of like being a designer as a whole and stuff. That was like, that's been such a big, it, it's get, it seems like it's getting, I don't pay too much attention to like the design community and within mm-hmm. gaming. Cause it, it almost feels like there's not much of one like it used to be anymore. Like I'm sure there is, maybe I just don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah. don't, I don't know if there yeah. is. It, it's kind of like, I, I'm still trying to figure that out myself. Like, what is our actual audience? You know, yeah. like, how many people do we have in the creative scene? Because it seems like I find people every single day who I'd never met before who are, mm-hmm. like, like considered, I guess, like, big in uh, esports design and creative scene and stuff like that. So it feels like it's still expanding. But um, in my eyes, and I've talked to this with a few people already, um, one of my goals is to kind of lift the creative scene so we're at the same level as content creators. Um, but to do that, we need to have like an understanding of how many people are there, like what is our audience, and we need more leaders to be able to help guide this community up. Because currently, when I look at it, I don't think we have any leaders in the creative scene other than maybe Sesso and a couple other people. No, I, right? I, I dude, 100% agree one 100 mm-hmm. agree like there's that's and, and you're so right because like and it doesn't even do just design like it it can be um i think even like the editing aspect as well like yeah. that, that is such a it used to be a big kind of like part of the content in the community you know with the speed mm-hmm. arts the tutorials and stuff like that and it's like uh, with which is ironic because they're also creative right like designers and editors are also creative it's weird how throughout the years they've kind of like pivoted away from the creativity of content as a mm-hmm. whole and just like stay creative in the artwork, which kind of gives them that disconnect because you're right. I remember there was a time back in the day, like before anything got really big, but there was still like, there was this like kind of like association or partnership that was being dealt with because, you know, 2012, 2013, you had guys like my, myself rated Ali, um, uh, sore ninja at the time uh, mm-hmm. artery like all these editors and designers that were like surpassing players and content so it was yeah. it was an even playing it, like there was like an amount of respect that you know what i mean like none of us really knew value back then we were just all kind of like winging it but there was still that like dominance of like it don't matter what you do you get creative you create content like you can grow and you, I, you're right, like, throughout the years, it's kind of, like, gone away from the content side and just stayed on, like, the portfolio side, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, I think the it's definitely difficult for all these editors, designers to create content at the same time because it's, like, you have to focus on your job and then on the side, like, pretty much what I'm doing, on the side, you have to create content but it's like to me it's super important i'm always encouraging people to do it because that's how we're gonna lift our culture and our community back up to like like you were saying back in the day uh there were leaders in the creative scene it was basically any of the designers or editors that worked for phase all of them had like 50 plus thousand subscribers you know Mm -hmm. um but we're kind of losing that because we're so focused on the work which is awesome i just think that once we in my eyes for the long term and even i don't fully understand how we're gonna get there yet but in the long term i see us like if we can put ourselves to the same standard as these big content creators we'll be able to be on that same level of respect we'll be able to charge more for our work and we'll basically just be seen as people who work with people 
like with content creators other than people who work for content creators you know right. so that's like my big goal and i think creating content ourselves is how we earn that trust from those types of people right well you, you know and, and something that i i would assume is still like a big issue uh i mean maybe again you're more tied into the design culture than i am a lot of the big problem that was around when i was very active in the community is that empowerment also came from the lack of work within the smaller guy, the smaller mm -hmm. creator out there. Meaning like, dude, I mean, there's, there's, you will have designers in the community back then and probably still today that will tell you, I can't get any work, but yet there mm -hmm. are, there are 15 million streamers yeah. a month. Like, the statistical odds that there are that many designers out there. So like everybody, like it's just all tapped. There's no room for work. Dude. I, no, I see, I see creators every day. Hey, looking for an emote designer looking for, but the, the, the problem is, like I said, I don't know if this is actually still a problem. I don't pay too much attention to it, but it's like mm -hmm. there because those guys aren't popular enough. It's like, ah, I'm not going to waste my time doing work with them. I'd rather go, work for stuff but then it also devalues the craft in itself because it's just like hey you work with those people to kind of get the understanding of the community saying like hey there's a value in this overall and mm -hmm. and you know to uh to like the point that you're saying the kind of like presence of this like um content dominance almost there's a guy that is killing it right now in gaming uh within the twitch world uh, i don't know if you ever heard of khan he's like a big emote guy I don't think so. Con the or conquer con or something like that. Um, like does his marketing so well with it? Like exactly what you're saying. Like he is, he is um creating. I'll link it in uh Discord and yeah. Um, it's like I was saying. Like I find new people pretty much every day. So actually, I'll just let's see. Like Discord open on the second one. I, no, I, I got it. it I got it. Channel. Yeah, so um and then I can pull this up on stream. Watch boomer boomer moves. Can I do it? Let's mm. let's go. Got it up. Okay. <laughs> um no, so like he, he, yeah, he's like literally without any kind of association within uh esports, he's becoming like this this pillar of a creator designer as well. He mm. his marketing is I've talked to him um, I don't know how much I want to say. I, th I mean, this is public. Like, he's actually made videos on this. But, like, he talks of, like, how to become a six-figure designer, how to how to gain the confidence, how to have the mentality through projects, how to deal with, you know what I mean? Like, he's not doing it. He, I remember he did have a YouTube, but he does a lot of it live. I think on YouTube he mm -hmm. does um, somewhat in form. Yeah, he doesn't have his YouTube linked here. But uh, yeah, very informative. Like killing it, dude. He's done thousands of emotes for the Twitch community, like insane. Yeah, I'm seeing that. Insane. That's awesome. Work. So, but uh, yeah. There's not there's not a lot of guys like this. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think that like that's pretty much one of my only goals for this year. Uh, while I'm building my YouTube and like me building my personal brand is like purely to get my name out there enough to where I can help lift the entire creative scene. Mm -hmm. Cause I just, I know that if the community culture can shift um, it, as far as creatives, designers, stuff like that, then we're all going to end up benefiting from it. Oh, so 
And, and like, I'm, I'm getting so, you know, shout out to Sesso. Hopefully he's not watching this right now because I hate talking so much good stuff about him when he's a person. <laughs> but, like, uh, I, I, and I, maybe I need it. He gets on your ass about doing YouTube. I need to get on his mm-hmm. ass more because some of those, like, the fun content challenges, that is exactly what you're talking about, which is going to help pioneer more of that respect. You know, when he does those, like, did this for a random streamer or, or, or like, change yeah. this. Those, those content ideas are so huge for design, editing everything. Yeah, seriously. So, I mean, shoot, to me, he, he's, I'm trying to get to his level, but, like, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's why I love working with him and, and like talking with him about this stuff is because in my eyes, he's pretty much the perfect example of mm-hmm. like where I want uh, the community to strive for. Like he's the, in my opinion, is the best example of showcasing how many people are actually interested in the creative scene in esports, just based on his, like how many views he gets, like his analytics kind of show me this is how many people roughly are interested just because he's in my eyes at the top. Right. Right. So, Oh, I think it's even yeah. bigger than that. Like, I, I really think it's going to be a matter of time till he like, cause you got guys like, uh, which a lot of that is just like crazy artwork too, but you got guys like Vex, for example. And I know he's not really yeah. like involved in gaming too much anymore. I don't know if you remember, but he, he was, I do, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. um, shout out to Vex too. Um, seriously. And, uh, and, and you know, <laughs> even big shout out to him. Per, on a personal level, he's been such a, a help to me throughout the years. So, like, it, ironic, which, which is how it is with a lot of creators, a lot of, like, my early, like, getting into cameras and stuff and doing videos around that, guys mm-hmm. like Vex are, and a lot of other creators, they actually watched my videos on that stuff. So it was, like, it's, it was really interesting having conversations with him about it. But, like, dude, there's such a large market of people interested in watching artwork be made whether it's digital mm-hmm. or like physical i mean tiktok yeah. tiktok is a prime example of that oh oh yeah seriously uh tiktok is insane the statistics i've seen for designers creative stuff like that um what i think is the most important is because like you said there's a lot of people that are interested in watching art Uh, There's a lot of people that are interested in learning. So like for the creative scene, it doesn't really matter which one you pick, whether you're doing tutorials, just making art. Cecil really wants to bring back speed arts in the community. So I I was yelling at like Jesper a year ago. I'm like, Mm -hmm. bring back speed arts. They would, they would prosper so well, especially like a little like brand identity breakdown. Like, the, the best reason why I say that they would do good now, but you got to kind of think outside the box, like go beyond mm-hmm. the just like, you know, some epic music and just our popular song. Um, I watch a guy the second he uploads, I stop what I do and watch him. And I know it's two completely different worlds, but he's a hiker, mm-hmm. right? And he will do 10 to 20 to 30 minute short films, I guess you'd, you'd say, just silent. No music, no like, over editing or anything, just mm-hmm. hiking, just cool, like nice, beautiful cinematic shots of him hiking. And then at the end, it's like a sit down talking about the hike, how he prepared for the hike, how he got it together. And it's like, why aren't designers doing that? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it, seriously. It's, it's not, I mean, in 2021, 
recording a screen is n- if you got a, a machine that can handle these programs to an extensive level, you can record your screen easily, especially now. I mean, back in the day, we didn't have um, mm-hmm. shadow play. We couldn't record through GeForce. We had to do like third party apps that cost us money. And, but now it's just right. everybody has the opportunity to do it. Yeah, OBS, all that stuff. You can record everything. Um, I, I know NDA has become a problem, but. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the main thing. A lot of the time you have to do personal work, but that's kind of where I'm getting at with like, there's so many different options now that we have it as creatives when it comes to making content. So even if like in, for me, I couldn't upload speed arts because I all of my work is signed yeah. under something, you know, um, and I felt that there was too many people doing tutorials like Photoshop tutorials where there was no point in me even trying to really go for that, you know. Um, so I just focused on teaching. So like there's always something that you can do if you have some type of skill. You, you, there's always a way to have like an outlet for that, how you portray that, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, that You know, that the biggest advice that I got as a YouTuber, YouTube creator uh, a couple years ago, which has immensely helped me, was from uh, Bad Seed Tech, a- amazing guy. Mm-hmm. And his big thing is um, that he told me is like, dude, there's always something that you're into that somebody would love to know how you're, you're into it. Or like the most mm-hmm. basic knowledge of information like people really do just overthink so much yeah genuinely yeah and, and yeah exactly seriously and and, I mean, and they and they don't like how you've been doing they don't re and what i've been helping you with uh not like too much but like i thought yeah. you with a, a couple <laughs> a couple times um the 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 educating yourselves on on the tagging and titling that side mm. of things that's crucial and that's what so like that's the only problem that a lot of people won't do. They just won't do it. They overthink and then they don't take the time to learn the important stuff, the tagging and titling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's basically like you have everything you need, but you just need a way to get it out there. And that's kind of what happens. I think not just for creatives, but for everyone in the content creation space is like, you know what you're doing. Like, I'm sure if I asked this on Twitter right now, everyone would be able to agree at some point they they've thought to themselves, I know this is like good content, but why are, why can't anyone see it? You know, like how come I can't get it out there? And that's just what I've been learning personally since I, it's, I've only been making content for like six months, you know, is you you need to like focus on those analytics and and Seth has been showing me like what I should be checking out. You've been helping me out with like titling stuff like that. It's so so important, you know. I I kick myself in the ass, uh, I, dude. I I had so many creators all the time. Well, and you know, and it's a, du- a bit of a double edged sword. Like mm-hmm. all these creators were reaching out to me, um, friends as well. You know, hey, you need to optimize your titles and and thumbnails better. Like, you need mm-hmm. to do that. You need to do that. But nobody really like showed me how. Yeah. And, th- and then a few people did, and I was just like, literally a, a almost a March a year ago. It'll be uh since somebody actually sat down, Benji actually sat down with me and showed me, dude, do this, do that, do this, and then. This summer, I signed with, uh, or last year, I signed with Soar, and Crude has been, dude, Crude is so smart. 
That dude, oh my God, so smart. But since these guys, dude, my whole channel has like double, tripled in, in stats and stuff. But then to yeah. the backstory, like to the point, my biggest video on my channel, was, dude, I've done, I've done short films that like took me days to edit. Mm -hmm. I've done campaign collabs with like Asus and we like week long projects of like going out, getting crazy shit. My biggest video is me sitting on a computer showing how I built my desk from Ikea. And not even yeah. showing how it was. Just like literally B-roll and saying, this is what I did. Because like we just moved. I was just in the process of moving to North Carolina. And I had nothing to upload that day. I had no vlog because I was waiting in line for like shit all day. So I was like, I'm just going to sit down and show people where I went on the, on, on the site. Blew up, dude. Just yeah. like 320,000 views or something like that. No thought behind it. <laughs> just so random. <laughs> It's funny that you say that too, because it, it seems like that's kind of the whole journey of YouTube that sometimes you can't even really teach to other people is discovering your audience. Like sometimes it's just through trial and error because I have pretty much the same story where I put a lot of effort and research into like the videos I make. And my most popular one by a mile is one where I basically got asked to lecture at a university and I didn't have anything to upload that day. So I was just kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to re-record this lecture. Like, I, I have nothing to post. Uh, which I already one did was it. this? I'm on it was the um, full guide to esports design. So um, Is it on your YouTube? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, the how to become, how to a, become full a full time. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that is, yeah. the, that is the big one. Yeah. And I literally was like, you know, I'll just re-record this lecture and just upload it and just see how it goes. And in my eyes, I was like, it's probably not going to get all the views because I, in my opinion, I think that long videos, it's really tough. Like, I think that video is maybe almost like 20 minutes, 16, 20 minutes. And for me personally, it's really hard for me to watch through a video of that length. So I always try to make my stuff like five, six minutes around that kind of range, you know, um, but that, I uploaded it and it just, it's done so well. I'm like, well, shoot. And that's so tough. I, dude, I feel you with that so years ago i had it's so weird how youtube always changes years ago i had this hard thing which is too much like i take forever to get to the point i, I still have a problem mm -hmm. like sometimes i'll send crude uh, a video and i'll be like dude tell me what i need to trim from this like tell me what fat mm -hmm. you know and i just o overdo things sometimes and um years ago it was like so tough to keep a video under like a vlog about my day, which I lived in the middle of a cornfield. Like I didn't really have anything to talk about. It would, it would take, it would be so hard to keep that under 20 to 30 minutes at times. Tutorials, 20 to 30 minutes all oh, the time. Yeah. And, um, it's funny because a few years ago, like, yeah, you would want to kind of like slow it down. You want to kind of get to the point and you want to like around like the 10 minute rule. That's where a lot of people mm -hmm. would just try to like keep it just yeah. around 10 minutes. Now, and this explains why that video is doing good. Now it is all about the watch time. They, they, don't, they don't care about the interaction. They don't care. A, Mr. Mr. Beast had an amazing pot, which I'm so surprised it, that video hasn't blown up. Uh, I need to share it more, more. But Mr. Beast has a video to just basically break down YouTube. And like when he talks about it, you feel like the biggest idiot in the world. You're like, mm. YouTube algorithm is not that hard. 
a thumbnail that is just blatantly obvious and to the point. This is what you're going to click on. Within the first like mm-hmm. 15 to 30 seconds, get to the point. What's the video about today? This is, this is what they're going to get into. And then like his thing is he makes the videos as long as he can while keeping them engaged because that watch time is what's going to keep people down that YouTube rabbit hole. That is essentially mm-hmm. what YouTube wants to do in 2021, is it, which this is going to help guys like you, any other designers out there that want to get into the creative par- process. Get into the details now. Get into mm-hmm. the every little thing. Hey, by the way, I know we're talking about this tool. If this is a confusing, this is what this tool's with YouTube chapters now. If people want to get to the point, boom, they get to the point, which I know you utilize in yours and mm-hmm. that big breakdown. But it's like the longer you can send people on YouTube and stay there is great. Not even not only in your video, if you can mm-hmm. even get somebody to click your video and then go to other people's videos, you benefit from that as well. Yeah. So uh, that's still something I'm learning like to this day because I, I don't have a lot of uploads and like it's like way back when I technically had a YouTube channel and I don't know if things have just changed, but back in the day when I was uploading like my montages and edits and stuff, getting up there on YouTube was like nothing. It took no effort. Dude, I think I uploaded like once every three months for the last know? week since we said that we were going to get you on here. I, so for like the last year or so, I've called you George. Yeah. And like, I can't for the life of me even remember what your old alias was. Yeah. Like when you was, watch my streams. <laughs> it was KNG. Like yeah, way right. back in the day. Yeah. So if people, all, all the, the OGs know, um, that's that was my alias when I used to edit montages. That's how I actually got into esports. Um, and... Eventually, I think once I started college or something, I was like, all right, I'm ready to drop this. Like, let's just go with the name for now, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that was that was essentially my transition into saying, like, all right, I'm done with the montages. I'm going to move into graphic and motion design now. And that was like the perfect moment for me to change uh, my I guess my technically it would be your branding. Right. Yeah. Because um, now my name is my brand. And I felt like that was just more long term. That was going to be more important for me. So, dude, some sometimes I am just so like I, I I try to change to my my name too, uh, mm-hmm. for a while, and like it it was it was tough for me because like Biggie is my nickname. People call me Biggie. Mm-hmm. Like a reason why I went back a couple years ago or a few years, yeah, 2018 is when I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a reason why I went back was because like I was just blatantly with uh, my boy Big Rob Energy, and he and mm-hmm. he's like, you know, telling somebody about my channel. Yeah, you gotta go check it out. Uh, uh, it's Biggie, right? And, and I'm like, no, it's Aaron. And he's like, oh, dude, you're you're always gonna be Biggie. I don't care what you call yourself. <laughs> and I'm just like, God damn it! Like, why did I change it? You know what I mean? Like, it was that rebranding is so tough. But it it was yeah. also it was healthy for me because at the time. Um, I had really, when I moved to my name, it was all about being a vlogger based around being a designer, like Mm -hmm. specifically. So when like the Twitch streaming started kind of like popping off for a while, it was like, okay, this is probably the best time to just like switch the branding back to Big E because like, I don't know how many people are going to follow me. That's design based after Mm -hmm. this point, which is dude, it's three years later and people still are like can 
are you taking design commissions right now? Are yeah. you, can you, do you do design tutorials? Like, yo, I don't see your designs anywhere. Where are you posting now? I'm just like, didn't get the memo, huh, bud? Like, it's crazy how. But that's, that's the thing. It never leaves. Design yeah. never leaves. Once you, once you have it in your system, like people recognize, they'll, they probably see your thumbnails. They see your setup. They yep. see like the graphics that you post for your own brand. And it's pretty easy to tell, like, he's a designer, right? So it, it just never, it can't escape. Yeah, you, uh, you can never escape you the grasp are. of a designer. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> no, and and like, I'll never, uh, that's like one thing, like, I, I've, a lot of people kind of take it the wrong way too. Like, uh, you know, um, like, I don't like it or like, I don't like the the culture of it. And it's just like, I just, I just want to try to do more. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. uh, and some people have even, you know, asked me um, if, content doesn't work out like what i go back to designing and it, it's so weird like i it's so weird how much of a designer i don't feel like it at all anymore like i substantially mm -hmm. personally feel like if if i was just like okay you know i don't like this i don't like being on in front of the camera i would i would mm -hmm. be behind the camera i like camera stuff is like i feel like that's what i've always done at this point mm -hmm. it, it, it's so weird which i, I mean at this point, you probably can relate because it's like you said. You know, at one point you were, uh, you know, you were all about editing and stuff, and then yeah, like I don't even remember that now. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it doesn't it seem like I do. It, at least, like all I know is you being, and it feels like one of like the industry leading designers. You know, like mm -hmm. with what you're doing, with what you want to do, and everything. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I tweeted this out a while back, but basically. Um, and it was nice because it seems like people resonated a lot with it was I started out as an editor and then I think 2016 to 2018 or something like that, I did motion design. So that was my transition into like, okay, I already know After Effects. I am learning design. Let me try to put the two together. And now essentially motion design is like what I do on the side. And now I'm more focused on graphic design. That's basically what I was hired for. 100 thieves originally was being a graphic designer sesso didn't even know i did motion design until i mentioned it and Dude, he was that's like, oh, perfect let's go you know now we can have him making the youtube uh intros and stuff like that so um i had to try a lot of new things and every single time it was just this super scary leap of faith like you know i at the time for video editing i think i had nine thousand eight hundred subscribers i was so close to 10k but um it felt like I was just jumping ship. Like, I know if I switch to a different type of content, people are going to leave. And it's like, I think to myself, is that worth it? Do I want to do that? And you just make that leap. Yeah, the statistics, the analytics, they go down temporarily, but uh, it just shot back up. Eventually, I started becoming known for doing motion design. And then when I decided to do graphic design, apparently, I mean, you said, and I still don't know if it's true, but like being like an industry leading designer, uh, literally last year, I was pretty much like a nobody that did motion design, you know? Right. Um, so it's ended up just working out uh, based on me trying new stuff and exploring different types of the like creative industry and what works for me, what people like seeing me do. Now I'm focused on teaching. So it's kind of all over the place, right? Which like teaching is an art in itself. Mm -hmm. It really yeah. is. Like, I, I, like you were talking earlier about that and I want to like credit you hard on that. And like give a kind of like an understanding to people 
like uh the planning the planning aspect to things i it's it's a game changer it's it's such a, mm-hmm. a a crucial thing to anything that you do like and it's not like over planning but like every day like for example like even just planning your day you know what mm-hmm. i mean like by baby steps like cuz it's when you kind of look at something and you just kind of wing it the the idea of like so much that could happen is like all in your head but when you break it down and put it on a piece of paper or or like even digital and you're just like this, this, this. And it's just like, it's so, it's so less daunting. You know what I mean? But you, mm-hmm. you were talking about how you like really, uh, I can't remember which one of your videos, like you did a lot of research for it. Like you got prepared for it. That's where you, you mm-hmm. know, you hit me up and you're like titling, tagging, you know, thumbnail. What do you think I should do for this? Like that is, that is smart. And after a period of time, like that won't take you near as long. It will just be like, oh, I got a video, you know, you're doing weekly videos. I got a video plan for this money, uh, oh, this Monday, mm-hmm. it's like boom. You're, you'd be done, done, done. You'd know better. You know what I mean? It's consistency with the planning. It just, it's crazy how well things can become as a result. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm still very new to all of this because uh, I, I don't know if you know how I like officially started creating content. Was I was basically a guest on Sesso's stream and we were answering questions. He was getting tired and was like, George, download OBS right now. We're going to, I'm going to send these people over to your very first stream. So that was six months (laughs) ago. That is crazy. (laughs) I had no idea. In my very first stream ever on Twitch, I had barely even gone on Twitch to even like just watch people other than like you and a few other of my friends, you know? Um, I think I started my first stream. I averaged like 55 viewers or something like that. Dude, that is it was Wild. like being thrown in the, it, it was thrown into the fire everything was super crazy i could barely keep up with the chat you know and that kind of started as my momentum into creating eventually my youtube and then streaming every week and i've been slowly figuring it out but at the same time i've really only been doing this for you know not even a year not even half a year really um and it's it's just really cool kind of discovering these things, you know, but I basically have to teach myself or have other people teach me how to make this work. You know, that's, I still don't that's know. kind of like, <laughs> that's, that's a huge part of like the battle of, um, I think where a lot of creators fa- fail is like, they just don't even get started with creating. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I can't tell you how many people, you know, and it's it, with what I do, it's kind of sad to see from time to time. Cause like, you can only say so much. I'm actually doing a Q&A today. Somebody asked about mm-hmm. like motivation, for example. And it's like, until you actually just start doing shit, like you're just really never going to know. Like, yeah. like you said, you just got kind of thrown into that. And like years of being, um, you know, a freelance designer on the back end, I've taken, dude, like 500 to, I think, I no, I think it was last I counted was like over 800 customers throughout my like design career. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you the reality of how many of them I know statistically will never, ever make it. Cause like Mm -hmm. they were all like the, the hype guys, right. They were all like the dude, (laughs) I'm going to put, I got this job. I'm going to put $2,000 in all my graphics. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get a cam. I'm going to get it. Like go XLR. I'm going to get everything. I'm gonna come and swing on top. All oh, you mean and be yeah. like like the other millions of streamers. You talk, you know, yeah. like, and and then they do that. They get out there, 
they don't have the hundreds of people and they're like, oh, fuck, I just wasted a lot of money. Or same thing with YouTube videos. I'm going to wait till I get this mm-hmm. nice camera, this nice environment, get this nice setup. I watch a biggie tutorial on how to, uh, to, to build a setup. And then they get there. And, and like Scott uh, Carroll says in chat, all gear, no mm-hmm. idea too. Which, yeah. like, that is, that is where I found myself couple years ago when i started really investing into the gear i was really inspired by guys like peter and casey oh, yeah. neistat and all them but then on you know on the flip side casey was also the same creator that inspired me to say like hey screw the gear like it doesn't matter like half his content was filmed on on phones half the stuff that i do nowadays actually i was just talking about that today and, and yesterday in the vlog like mm-hmm. so many of my shots are on a phone and people just are like dude he just records everything on a sony a7s3 that's why he's good that's why it's good that's why it looks good. And it's like, no, dude, it's just. Yeah. yeah, people don't get it. I mean, that's why I'm grateful to be in the situation where I was really thrown into it because I had no lighting. I had my Logitech webcam. Uh, I think it was like 20 bucks or something for my very first stream and my streams for weeks, maybe even like a couple months after that. And it was a really nice lesson that, you know, people if the content is good, they don't really, people don't care. Um, yeah, really about anything else. So like my audio was fine. I didn't have this fancy microphone. I just taught what I knew and people, uh, seem to enjoy it enough to where I, I was exactly the same, like way back in the day where, where I pretty much would have been that guy who just never would have gotten it out there. Uh, Sesso is the one who pushed me into just basically just do it. Cause I was like, Oh, I, I need to get this camera. I need a slightly better microphone. And he just threw me in. And uh, yeah, that's I'll awesome. say the most important thing um, that I've learned, I guess, a while back in regards to that is this book I read. If anyone watches my streams, they've definitely heard this name, but it's a book called The More Beautiful Question. And one of my favorite moments in that book is it's talking about the difference between children and adults when it comes to discovery and just trying things out. And basically it was comparing how scientists um, a lot of the time will learn from children, because when you look at a scientist, they'll rule out a lot of options based on laws and like um, science that they already know about. Like, Oh, this, this isn't even worth experimenting on because I know this law and this, you know, it shouldn't even work, but a child is going to do that. And they're just going to see what happens, you know, they're going to just experiment. They don't care about like the laws they learned in school, or this is how science works. They're just going to say, you know, I'm going to try it and see what happens. And a lot of the time, that's how discoveries are made is when you just stop thinking about how this won't work because of this, or this won't work because I have, have, or don't have this. And you just do it and see what happens. Dude. To the, uh, so I, I don't even remember where it was. I just remember listening. Like a, I, I do a lot of like in the morning when I walk, I listen to a lot of like, you mm-hmm. know, motivational like speakers, I guess you'd say. I listen to a lot of like TED Talks and just like informative podcasts and stuff like that. And I'll listen to like compilations every now and then. And like there was this one mm-hmm. where it was like talking about how like like we had so much like we can learn so much from kids because like they literally yeah, you're right. Like they will they they don't they don't think in terms of like caring about you know the outcome really yeah 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 it's just genuinely like perceiving life and just like what is this what is, what yeah. is this thing like how can i go about this everything's in the moment 
Yeah. It's like, well, we're just going to see what happens and just roll with it. You know, it's a lot of improvising and kids to ask a lot of questions. Uh, I basically always tell people for designers and creatives, like you have to unlock your inner child and throw out a lot of things that you were told at school and like things that you were told had to be done a certain way. Most of the time doesn't apply to creatives anymore because that's the whole point. You have to not think that way. Could you, you know? could you imagine what things would be like right now? If, if the last 10 years we just followed kind of like the standard of things, neither we would not be having this podcast like this right now. You, yeah. you, you, you would not be in the, like, it is so, I've always found that very interesting. Like I hate really like getting into the topic of, uh, cause like schooling is a good example. It's such a, there's no right answer. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all a perception of like, what are you willing to do? Right? Like if you, if you want to go to school, for example, cause you genuinely want to learn something like that's, that's a very smart choice and you should, yeah. but like, you know, it's it kind of like going because you, f- you feel like you have to, or, or like getting a job because you feel like you have to, or like you were, you know, mm-hmm. like with designs because so-and-so wrote a book and told you like, this is how you have to create this design. This is how you have yeah. to come up with this idea. It's such like a, it's, it's such, I'm so happy that we are all moving out of that world of like book, go buy mm-hmm. the book. I mean, sometimes it's like, okay to like strip down and, and kind of like step by step, like look at the basics of things. But like when it comes, especially art, content, design, uh, you know, photography, motion, like sometimes you just got to be a kid again and venture around the shit. Yeah. And, and just see what the hell, like just kind of wing it almost sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. And, and like a lot of it can be, I know obviously as me being a teacher, there are some things that I'll tell people as advice, um, but ultimately I'll end up with, I'm going to give you all of this advice, all these things that I learned, but at the end of the day, what's going to push you past um, the point of just receiving an education is when you start putting your own swing into things and, um, everybody kind of knows in the design field that rules are not concrete, like rules are made to be broken. Right. And essentially my, in my eyes, the way I see it is when I teach design principles and di- design psychology, it's to have people gain an understanding of like that idea, but not necessarily need to follow it. So if they understand uh, the principle behind using colors a certain way, now they can start thinking about, well, now that I know that this is how it's done, how can I do it differently? And it's, I guess, the same for content too, like creating YouTube videos and stuff like that. There's some formula um, to like some extent. St- storytelling basics. But yeah, that's about yeah. It. Like you, you have like guidelines to like, here's how you kind of grow on YouTube and like focus on analytics and stuff. But eventually when you get to a certain point, like you don't see people with millions of subscribers on YouTube still following the rule book. Like they're making their own rules. Right. You know, especially they're deciding how the outcome is going to be. Right. Especially with the content. Yeah. And that's what I was actually mm-hmm. like, just talking about that uh, in today's upload where I like talk about TikTok Cause like, so TikTok such an interesting thing because so many people, the big thing that I hear all the time for people that like hate on TikTok or like, cause I'm like, dude, the, the numbers are there. Like it's, mm-hmm. it, you're stupid not to be on it right now. And like people are like, I'm not gonna join an app just for the views, okay? And it's like, no, that's like that's the dumbest. Th- that's like saying I'm not gonna put a thumbnail and a title on my YouTube video 
because like mm-hmm. I'm not like I'm not going to be a part of like no like you yeah how are people going to find it then forehead like they still got to find it <laughs> so it's like yeah. you know the 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 whole like weird disconnect with people right now on TikTok is they feel like they got to be like forced to go there to get content out and mm-hmm. like the, no that's not the point the point is like TikTok is this weird beautiful awkward algorithm that just allows you to be put in front of people just mm-hmm. like a, a YouTube video like it's not it's not even about like following the rules per se like oh i gotta clickbait my video and like no it's like clickbait's been the thing like from the the since printing you know like Mm -hmm. newspapers and information like everything in life is clickbait you go to the store and it's like you don't see a bottle of tylenol just says tylenol really we'll fix everything headaches body aches you name it (laughs) it'll kill it'll kill like 99 like Everything out there is is technically clickbait. It's informative to get you out there. So like, yeah, yeah. it's on, on one side. It's like one, you don't have to like follow the the rules of within the actual content. It's just kind of like the rules within mm-hmm. that. But it's it's just basics and it's very simple basics. Like break it down. You know what I mean? It's not tough. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. It's it's pretty crazy. It's to me creating content and doing all this stuff it's it's all about like balance and and trying to yeah even i i haven't really figured out how it works so it's kind of hard for me to talk about it and really understand uh like i do with design or stuff that i i've already learned but um i, I think you're doing a i think you're doing a great job mm-hmm. like yeah getting into it thank you, know? you yeah it's it's kind of like i'm just focusing on what i think is uh, i guess technically thinking about it so as a designer i learned a lot in school about user experience and basically putting yourself in the um, viewer's shoes when it comes to looking at your work so now when i do my youtube videos my focus and it's kind of like you were saying with like clickbait um my focus is more of just if i put myself in the viewer's shoes and they see the title of the video will they know what the video is going to be about you know so that's kind of my focus so if you look at my all my uploads i wouldn't even necessarily consider the titles to be clickbait i think clickbait is kind of a term that was it grew it's a loose term right yeah it it, originally videos on youtube they were so boring the titles were all really really boring uh and they didn't even really have a relationship to to the video itself like there was no uh thought put into youtube titles way back when until a lot of content creators started coming up with these clickbaity titles and and that did really well but like for me um if i go on all my videos like i try to make them as straightforward as possible so like my most viewed one how to become a full-time esports designer in 2021 there's no question what that video is gonna be about yeah yeah exactly should you go to graphic design school books that every designer should read and in my eyes, it's like if somebody's looking at that video and they see that title, th- if they want to watch it, they watch it. You know, that's that's just all there is to it. If yeah. they're if a designer comes across it and they're like, oh, yeah, books for designers. Sure. Let's check it out. You know, to me, it just feels like it would be obvious that way. But it's just it's just so blatant and there's no like workaround, you know? Yeah. So I, I'm always trying to focus on being as functional as possible when it comes to creating my content like i just i i recognize my favorite videos when i would go on youtube 
I would see videos that uh, my my favorite ones would just get straight to the video. They wouldn't even have like any uh, intro or like, here's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, and it was kind of interesting to me, like, oh, man, OK, so I've been really into Valorant lately. Oh, um, <laughs> I just I, played it for the first time in months today. I haven't played <sighs> video games in so long, but I was looking up like tips and tricks and my favorite videos out of everything I've searched through were the the really underground ones that were like, um, you know, walls and smokes for this character. Yeah. And you would watch the video and the very first thing they say is like, here's the first thing, you know, like here's yeah. the first wall and smoke. Dude. And that, it just goes right into it. And I look at the comments and everyone's like, thank you so much for just just showing what the video is about. Which is so weird because I thought I would do that. Like, I I wanted to do reviews, but do it in the most basic bitch breakdown. Mm -hmm. Like, and I would say that. I would say, like, in the, like, midway through or something. Like, by the way, like, I, if you want in-depth, if you want to know the click rate of this mouse, go check out this guy. Like, mm -hmm. cause I don't, I don't know that. I'm just going to tell you from a basic 30 year old mind standpoint, is this mouse worth it or not? What is the cool stuff about it? Like break it down. Mm -hmm. And like, I would get a lot of like, dude, thank you so much to the point, but it's crazy how many people like even still are like, wow, I, I, I just watched a five minute video and learned nothing about this and it's just like why do you uh, uh you'll never yeah, make you anybody happy that that's a, yeah i was gonna say that's mm -hmm. the first thing with content is yeah you just cannot please everyone especially like you know in that example that is a difference between typical reviews it, it like mm -hmm. dumbing it down is not what reviewers kind of like search for anymore they want to be the informative guy they want all the the super b-roll the whole time explaining mm -hmm. every little detail about it and uh i just didn't want to do that but yeah you can't you like yeah. you said you can't make everybody but happy see there there's in my eyes um what's cool with teaching is that there's my solution to that problem is and maybe you could let me know what you think about this but for me it's uh youtube is medium term twitch is long term tiktok is short term tiktok is like super super short videos youtube five six minutes streams on twitch hour hour and a half oh it's oh, like you, i think you did you say twitch or did you say twitter uh yes twitch so like streaming my streams are those are the the things where i'm like hey if you want to watch a two-hour video on typography go to one of my streams mm -hmm. if you want to watch a five-minute video about typography just to get the basics down go to my youtube i'm still working on the tiktok i've, I've posted one video but basically it was the idea like if you want to learn something about design in 60 seconds go to tiktok you know, that is and that the, way I can kind of cover my bases. That is right? a super interesting thing about which a uh, uh, big shout out. Uh, Steven Sun, who is from the YouTube gaming squad, came in and the five dollar super chat earlier. Big shout out to you. <laughs> that is one thing that like I know I'm doing a lot here. So, of course, I'm talking a lot about it. That's one thing that's so interesting about YouTube. Is like. They, they are, they, I see this weird thing that they're secretly just turning everything into, like, YouTube is just becoming a, a, a hub for everything. Mm -hmm. Like, if, for all that content you just explained, like, YouTube can now, 
as of right now, even in 2021, YouTube can do everything that you just explained. Yeah. Um, which is just like, it's such a, it's no surprise, but it's such like a mind boggling thing that like people don't talk about it more. That's what I just mm-hmm. don't get. I, I don't under, but I do also respect the idea of like, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Mm. But right now, like <laughs> YouTube's basket's pretty fucking big. So it's like, <laughs> uh, I, you know what I mean? I got plenty of room, you know, safety net. And like, you could create multiple mm. channels and stuff. Like I, I'm obviously an example of it, but it's just like, it is so weird. Like I, I, I think about the future and I wonder like, will, will there be a point where people just don't want to like, like promote like, Hey, I also have a TikTok. I also have a Twitch. Like I have all these other sites as well that I'd like you to go to. And like, mm-hmm. will they just want this to be essentially like a hub for them? Like, cause they're turning into that, which is just, I don't, yeah. it's, it's just mind blowing right now. Cause th- with them bringing out shorts lately, that's the big thing. That's just like, holy yeah. shit. And then I've never yeah. really thought about like community posts are pretty much just like a tweet, like an interaction. Yeah. But yeah basically. Which is, again, it's just, we don't talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, it, which is wild to me. But, uh, I think the, um, I think you're you're absolutely right. Like for a long time, that's going to be kind of like the habit of like YouTube is like where you go to get that boom boom informative little video out. If you want to watch a, a long informative stream where you get into the Q's and A's and the very nit grit, like yeah, you'd want to go to Twitch if you want that funny, fast go 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 stuff. Yeah, TikTok would be the thing. Yeah, and I'll I'll say. To your point, I would love eventually in the long term for YouTube to just be like, I'm just on YouTube. Yeah. You know? That would make it easier for me. That would make it easier for everyone. Uh, I think it just needs to grow because like you said, people aren't talking about it, but people I, will. I mean, YouTube is, everybody knows what YouTube is, right? I, I guess I guess I forget that you are literally with the team with two of like the, one of the largest YouTube creators in the world uh, via streaming mm-hmm. right now. And then also two of like the, the bigger, you know, courage and uh, vow. Like both mm-hmm. of them are, holy shit! They're ki- like, dude, people don't understand how well Val is killing it right now on YouTube. Oh yeah, she's it, crushing it, dude. Mind blowing. Like, if 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 Twitch streamers get some of the numbers that she gets just on a casual Wednesday evening, like it's all over. Mm-hmm. It's all over Twitter. Holy shit, so and so had 150k viewers today. Corpse, mm-hmm. Val, like that's a typical stream for them half the time. Yeah. That's so just... I mean it's it's crazy. And I'm I'm really happy to see that. I'd love to eventually get to that point, you know, where I can just funnel into one thing. I, um I, and I, I, I've been testing it out too. So I was gonna we'll say I would be goes. really interested to see like how how something like yours would do on a uh, on a like a weekly stream on YouTube. Mm-hmm. especially yeah. with your seo and stuff yeah it's it's really i mean since i haven't been doing it for very long i've just been trying out different stuff so like i tried posting to tiktok um i also i have even though i kind of divided like youtube twitch um and tiktok i on my channel i have an hour long video i have a 60 second video i have a 20 minute video you know you're still trying um, things yeah, I'm just going to see what what works. I mean, the most recent video that I posted, which was uh, me interviewing Owen, that was originally a stream. And I was like, you know, what? I'm going to post it to my main channel and I'll just see how it goes. Like, it's almost an hour long. 
personally, I don't know if I would watch it, but I don't know my audience enough to make that decision. So I'll post it and it's doing a lot better than I thought it would. I really didn't think there'd be that much interest in it. Um, So I'm going to keep trying that out. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, I'll try something else. Right. Yeah. Move on to the next, you know, it's it's Mm -hmm. all trial and error. And that's like the big thing that I did see a suggestion about YouTube is kind of do what you're doing. <clears throat> Everybody thinks that they got to get on the rip, which I mean, this doesn't hurt neither. But a lot of people think they have to come in swinging into a, like a, a legit schedule, and like oh, yeah. YouTube doesn't. At a certain point, like yes, YouTube wants the consistency. That's how they're gonna push you out there. But like at mm-hmm. first, like until you discover yourself. I mean, I guess this goes with anything. Until you discover yourself, you just like you gotta really swing it with anything. Like you gotta figure out like what works for you. What what yeah. what what do you like? I am to. Uh, I had a question in today's Q and A for tomorrow's upload, and it was where where's my head at from this time last year? And I think mm-hmm. back this time last year, I did have a good month on Twitch. Okay, um, I just bought that type the the uh, the wall com, so I, a big, um, big huge financial month on Twitch, um, mm-hmm. and just overall. And I think back, and I was so stressed and unhappy. Because I was, I was, I was like, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, gotta do this, because this is how things have to be. This is how we have mm-hmm. to do things as as a creator, as a streamer. I'm a streamer. Like so many, I make content around it. So many people look up to me for it. You know, we used to have numbers, and people ask me questions. I gotta be a streamer, and uh, I was just, I was unhappy. I just genuinely was this time last year, and. Mm-hmm. I, I, I now like I granted we're in our house, like a lot's changed, but still we just moved down to North Carolina, good financial stuff last year. I had no reason to be upset. No, but now I am just literally creating just like mm-hmm. I, I'm having fun with it. Like, and, and I think to, I think especially in 2021, every form of anything like we've really kind of we get pushed into corners where we don't get to do that anymore. I think just a little bit ago, Scott, who's a, a pillar in the community for uh, design, yeah. mentioned something about like kind of like the thought process behind designers nowadays is kind of uh, misconstrued, and I think it's everybody. There's like a, there's a point, uh, and I, I I don't know how else to put it, but some people like just aren't going to be that thing that they think that they should be right now. Like mm-hmm. some people aren't streamers no matter how good their shit looks no matter how well they are on stream like sometimes you're just not to the core you're not a streamer sometimes you just like dude five years ago i wouldn't i was like dude i'm a graphic designer for Mm -hmm. sure i'm not like i'm just not like i see guys like you and and sesso i see your jesper scott i see your passion for that continuous creativity and learning i don't have that for design Mm-hmm. I just, I, I flat out don't, uh, it's up to you as a person, I guess, to kind of figure out, kind of like accept that. Right. You know, like I said last yeah. year, I just, I'm not a full-time streamer. I'm not, I'm, mm-hmm. I just like, to, I like making new shit, man. You know what I mean? I like to challenge myself to see what I can do. That doesn't necessarily yeah. mean it has to be, you know, a streamer and you know, for you, like, you know, you didn't have to be an editor too. God, it still blows yeah. my mind. <laughs> yeah i mean it's exactly that and it's um i guess kind of what i'm thinking about is a lot of people will say to do what you love but 
a lot of the time you don't even really know exactly what it is you love until you try it out. So like, yeah, um, I didn't know how much I love streaming until I eventually just got on Twitch and started doing it. But um, that's why I, I always stress how important it is to just figure it out, like experiment, uh, even in design, like don't get married to a single idea when you haven't explored everything else yet. Cause if I had only said, I want to make content on YouTube and I just never ended up streaming. Like I never would have found that love that I have for like, this is why I can stream every Saturday on Twitch and feel like just complete joy because I love talking to the chat and doing everything live. It puts me out of my comfort zone, just being like um, not having to focus on making a script and like, cutting up a video yeah, a certain way, you know, it. like, yeah, exactly. Like I never knew how much I love that until I was able to just get into it and do it. Otherwise I probably would have just stuck to YouTube. And like what's happening now is a lot of times I just don't have that motivation to come up with the, it's the full video in a week. You know, I'm like, I would rather just stream. So um, you just have to keep trying stuff out and figure out what it is that you actually love. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and dude, that's why I at least like, I, I still like, it's such, it's so tough because it's like, I don't discourage people from trying, you know what I mean? Like, I think mm -hmm. you should still, like, I think, although I know most streamers won't end up being streamers, like that won't actually be, it's cool. It like when people watch you and you do something funny and a clip goes out there it, and or, or like people donate or you get subs or your numbers go up. It is cool and it is a, a exhilarating rush, mm -hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean it will be your long term thing. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try it because, like I always point out, you know, look at our journeys. Look at a lot of our journeys. You know, maybe going live, creating your own graphics while you're live, mm -hmm. sparks your inspiration of like, dude, I actually really liked making this stuff. Maybe you're going live and doing the management side of things where you're like, man, you know, like, I really liked managing everything, setting everything up, but I just would, I don't want to do it for myself. I could do that for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Such an untapped market uh, within this industry. Like, managers, holy shit. Holy shit. Yeah. I like, that is one thing. Like, um, I asked a, a, I had a couple guys uh, within the community that started editing videos for me in the last year. And I kind of like, there's a point where it was just like, I didn't know if a lot of this was going to work out this last or last year. And mm -hmm. ironically, the YouTube started doing a lot better. And uh, I'm just like, you know, if I take a step back and kind of work behind the scenes and started like helping people out with their, helping bigger people out with their YouTube channels and started editing videos for you, for you, um, mm -hmm. like, do you think I'd be able to do good with that? Like some of these guys have like, they do the biggest, they work for the biggest guys in the industry. They're like, mm -hmm. dude, you could get a, like, if you went full-time behind the scene and managed people's channels and edited for people, you would be like, what org do you want to get hired by? And I'm yeah. like, really? Like, that, it's, they're like, dude, it is such an untapped side to this. There are so many large creators and, and like, you know, teams like 100 Thieves, FaZe, Sword, like, where there are people that just need to create, create, create every day. And they need that. They need that person that can create the content for them and, and keep them going. Like every single, I didn't know how, how big that was. Oh yeah, seriously. That's why it, it's so like, if you do your research and you 
stay involved in the community or wherever it is that you're you're trying to like grow in if you ever see a like you kind of say untapped potential for any type of market and you have like even just the tiniest amount of interest in it it's worth trying out yes you know because you'll you might end up loving it and that might end up becoming your path in the future yep. just like it was for me with motion design motion design to me was the best opportunity not really there was like five motion designers in all of esports you know God, dude and can i just say shout out to your brain because i can't comprehend motion design holy shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it's complicated holy but shit. it was like that for that reason there was nobody doing it in esports like there was just a few motion designers that would just make intros for for channels and that was it so i was like i haven't tried motion design yet i've edited so i know after effects enough i'm just gonna try it out and it was like three four months into me doing motion design i went from no name to getting an obey which is like still at like the top you know they have like yeah, hundreds yeah, yeah. of thousands of followers you know and it was just within the span of a few months just because there was opportunity there that nobody was doing no, nobody was taking advantage of and i wanted to learn it anyways so i'm like win-win let's do it you know right but yeah so moments like those if you if it clicks in your head it's like just take that opportunity you might end up hating it but just see what happens right right always and, and then there's just so much more room for improvement once you start figuring out what you like mm -hmm. to do anyways and that's like you know that's my current you know my thing is right now it's like, like the whole idea of like daily the whole idea mm -hmm. of like daily content daily vlogging that's just that's obviously been done but i feel like in 2021 i don't, I don't know maybe i'm putting myself on on a pedestal um and, and i don't think it's going to be like anything like i don't i don't think it's going to be like pop off like casey numbers you know what i mean like mm -hmm. all of a sudden just like tomorrow like million people are watching me but like if i, I just feel like right now we we kind of need need it like I, I feel like right now in this not even just in the gaming industry but in content creation like everybody was just put just like if if i can motivate maybe like even if a, a creator like casey would see my my work just see like mm -hmm. what i'm putting in and be like man damn like this guy's doing it and like you know he he's he's not huge he's putting in the work maybe i should put in the work like that motivates mm -hmm. me right now because it, like you're saying you know when something is untapped like you should really get into it so like you know advice to anybody listening too it doesn't need to be something that's completely new Un untapped like dude we're we're looking yeah. at a surge of people doing pokemon card unboxings it's one of the largest and i'm one things. of them yeah hell yeah it's it, some right over there so crazy <laughs> and like that would be things that people are like oh, i did that when i was there but that's probably not going to be popular no like literally look at things that are going on in the world right now and if people aren't doing it like fucking send it like give it a try if, if it's something that you would enjoy you know mm -hmm. yeah that's a lot of people will make that kind of comparison in the design world too mm. is some people feel like just because something's been done before, you are not allowed to do that. But that's kind of how I develop my brand in esports. Like what I recognized was my the style that's in my brand is based on typography. It's based on like the Swiss era of design in the 60s. And obviously it's been around since the 60s. Like it's not new. I'm not coming up with anything unique really. But in my eyes, it was unique to the industry I was working in. There's right. not very many people in esports, not very many esports designers 
that have any influence from that era, you know? Right. Um, so I just decided, you know, I love that style. Like, I'm just going to focus on making that my brand language. And um, I mean, at this point now, I've been seeing it a little bit more, but um, I'm happy to know that, like, I was able to just get on it, you know? Right. Which will, that's, it, that, they'll always be like, like I, like I said in today's video, there will always be like followers and innovators. And like innovators are people that just try and roll with the punches. And sometimes it works, sometimes mm -hmm. it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I guess the, the main point was just like, um, it doesn't have to be, like you said, new. It just has to be new where you're placing it into, right? Or unique where you're putting it into. Um and I think that's going to be more important. Everything's been done before. Nothing is, nothing is completely brand new. Don't <laughs> Somebody's done it that. somewhere. I, yeah. I, I see that a lot on TikTok. People are like, I like people will be like, uh, you know, trolling a guy in game. And it's like some other TikToker took my idea. Like, dude, people were doing that like five years ago on YouTube, man. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it, like I, I no no hate whatsoever, but it's just like you know why even bother. Being like, ah, oh, people are so unoriginal. Like, one, people that look up to you are going to be inspired. They are going to try to replicate you. They're going to try to copy you. Like, it is what it is. Like, do you, mm -hmm. you know, you know how many people I get tagged in, in setups or stuff, stuff now that like have pink and blue lights in their setup and their graphics are pink and blue? And it's like, yeah, I, you, like, it, it could be weird and get mad about that or get upset about it. But it's like, dude, just you're inspiring somebody. Like, that's, it just is what it is. Like, just keep doing mm -hmm. your thing. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't hurt anybody. So, yeah. And, and at the end of the day, like, it's you're you're the one that created it. So I know that, like, for hundred thieves, we don't care if other teams copy our graphics. I mean, we've seen almost every month we'll see a new top tier esports organization yep. where it's like, hmm, I I remember making that layout. You know, <laughs> dude, and it's we like don't... such a meme now. You guys <laughs> and we don't it. care. Yeah, we, like because. At the end of the forward. day, people and what's going to happen is people will see that graphic and they'll think of us. Yes. So it's like thanks for the the free shout out. You know, um, it's the same way with your personal brand. And I know Chris Doe. Um, I saw uh, from the future. I, I know you know him, but um, yes. really, really big designer uh, and teacher as well. But he posted something to Instagram not too long ago, basically saying he has kept zigzagging with his branding and he's tried like using ugly color palettes and using things he's that he thought nobody would copy and people are still copying yeah, it so yeah, you can't really escape it it could be ugly but people are, are trying to replicate your brand not really how it looks but they're thinking that if they replicate exactly what you're doing that's going to be their one-way ticket just not up to the top not right? too bad for an apparel brand huh yeah, seriously. <laughs> Dude, uh what is what is just like hit hit designers with like just moving into 2021, if you're going to tell designers like one thing. Like what is it? I'm putting you on the spot for it, but ooh, uh, just one thing. I mean, I have so many, but the the one thing that I always tell just designers as a whole is if you're not doing it already, be as intentional as possible with everything you do. So I tell people when they show me designs, I should be able to point at anything on the composition, anything on the page and be able to ask, why did you put that there? Why did you make that that way? And they should be able to answer it. If they can't do it, then they're probably 
is there's either no reason for it to be there or they don't understand you know yeah there's there's not a there's not a point to it yeah so be as intentional as possible with everything you do just have some reason because in a lot of situations you'll find that actually less can be more yeah exactly if there's no reason for it to be there and you can't come up with a reason maybe it shouldn't be there in the first place right that's that's an ender that's that's a podcast ender um where uh it's the website right your website's the big biggest you can tell them what it what it's called tell all the listeners what it is my website is noact.design right uh is that where am i is that where all my socials do you want to plug like everything should be through there right yeah all of my links are on noact.design otherwise you can find me on Twitch at Noact Design, Twitter at Noact Design, Instagram at Noact Design, TikTok at Noact Design, YouTube at Noact Design. Um, I'm pretty much everywhere at Noact Design, so the that's ta- where you can find the me. The takeover in 2021. Remember that this podcast is going to blow up because you're going to blow up. And I'm excited for it. I just that's why I got you on here. Just ride your coattail. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> I'm fine with it. If it happens, it happens. I'm excited, <laughs> dude. I appreciate you taking the time today to to hop on here and have a little conversation. Yeah, of course. It's been great having like, I guess, a, a, an official conversation. I know, with you. You, 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 dude. You, <laughs> he, he, so he's been a supporter, I guess you'd say, and then like for years, and then like we like, well, like fellow creative in the community. Yeah. But then like for a while, like I, I did all the streams, and he was like always supporting the streams and coming through. And then it's just like in this last, like I said, this last year, it's just been so cool to see you transit. I, I'm just, I'm so excited for the content, man. And like, I know it gets tough. Again, like I know motivation is hard, but just like uh, the biggest thing I want to give advice with you and the co- with the content is like Please. every day where it's just like it's tough to like want to do it. Like just remember that th- this this literally might be the only opportunity where you have to, to do it. Like mm. things change quick, especially I mean, we've seen that as a society. Life's short, you know, don't want to get too deep, but it's it's one life. It's one chance, mm-hmm. you know, so just. When, next time you're feeling a little lazy, a little down, you don't want to do something like kind of remember, hey, you you know could be worse. Grass is always greener, and this might be the only chance that you have to do it. So I want to see more from you this year. Hey, I appreciate that, and I, I really appreciate that kind of love from both you and Sesso because I am naturally a lazy guy at heart. Uh, and Dude, we all are. This is this is all super uncomfortable for me, like creating, but it, it's that motivation, exactly as you said. That's I, I, w- I want to be downstairs bashing the tacos that my wife just made and hanging out with her. But it's like <laughs> you got to do, you got to get some shit done, man. You want to do it, you got to do it. You get, you're gonna say you're gonna do it, you got to get it going. Yeah, exactly. So I appreciate the words. Thank you, and it's been awesome being on here. All right. Hey, stream, everybody check them out. Um, if you guys want to listen to this on Spotify, if you missed it, link should be in the description. If you're listening to this on Spotify and you want to you want to check it out, make sure you come to the YouTube channel, uh, Big E Live. Check out the link and everything. And uh, yeah, stream, thank you guys so much for watching today.